0: Welcome to the very first episode of our new podcast, Billy and the Goat. So my name is Kevin. I'll be one of your co-hosts for this long journey, and I have my co-host here today.
1: My name is Taylor.
0: Hi, Taylor. So uh, Taylor and I have uh, known each other for 10-ish years. I knew her when she was in second grade and I was in third grade, and I was hanging out with her brother for most of it um and then i ended up hanging out with her more often because you happen to be a tad cooler than your brother so i'll give you that
1: i'm clearly the best sibling
0: clearly the best, but you're the middle sibling if i'm correct
1: yes which obviously equals the best
0: there's definitely some stereotypes with a middle child though
1: i'm also the only girl so i think that automatically gives me a pull
0: fair enough fair enough so uh kind of what we're doing with this podcast here uh we've known each other for a while and kind of a you know, have some uh, long stories together and would like to make this one of the, the stories that we've attempted. Um, everything is also from, out of boredom. Oh, completely. Yeah, that's exactly where this started. We were like, you know what would be a cool idea? Let's create a podcast. And it just kind of turned into something that we didn't quite expect. So uh, I, I guess we're here now. So uh, let's see. I've tattooed you. Would you like to explain what your t- tattoo is? I... <laughs>
1: so... For the people who've actually seen it, they've asked me what it was and if I have I just pen pen ink on my leg. Um, it was supposed to be a full circle of stick and poke, like a line, and uh, Kevin got halfway through it, and it was not turning into a circle. It was more like a very oddly shaped oval, so I had him stop. So I have an incomplete oval-shaped tattoo on my leg that Kevin did.
0: See, and you know, the way I look at it is like, you, you got we got to come up with a cool story because like I got an arrow on my elbow from you. And like yeah. it's incomplete in the middle, but like mainly because I have a very low pain tolerance and that's probably why. You're but that's not the, that's not the thing I tell people, though, <laughs> but I tell people it's incomplete. So we always have a reason to see each other and finish it exactly see exactly so <laughs> back to the podcast before we detract <laughs> too much um so billy and the goat originally uh billy was going to be us the co-host that's what it meant and then goat was like things that get our goat or like piss us off but then we realized like, that i've
1: like, never heard that saying before
0: what <laughs> get your goat I don't,
1: I don't think that's a real thing until no, you said it no, but... no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: if you're from the north and that's definitely a south thing
1: <laughs> i think so okay anyways keep going
0: but yeah, we were going to talk about things that just pissed us off, and then realize that like it'd be kind of cool to talk about things like to people that are good at certain things, such as like goat greatest of all time. Um, also realized that the longevity of our podcast would probably last a little bit longer than things we're mad about, so um, we went with that topic, and uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking today. Later in the podcast, we're going to uh, hear from one of my longtime buddies down at. Uh, uh, Irvine, I believe. I think he's down in California now and uh, we'll be talking to him a little bit later um, But I guess we just kind of want to start it with us here. So Taylor You want to you want to give our lovely viewers your background here? Tell us a little well, bit about yourself
1: Oh gosh, this has always been my least favorite question because I yeah. never know what to say about myself.
0: It's the perfect interview um, question on a job.
1: Ah, it is. It really is so I live in Idaho and I originally moved out here and lived out of my car and just camped for the two weeks that I had off because I had a weird schedule. And now I have an apartment, so I'm not homeless anymore, which is good. 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 And I work with adults with mental disabilities, and I just camp and hike and do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. And think that's me in a, in a very small nutshell
0: nice and can we just add that like I think you skipped over the the living out of your car thing a little bit too quickly like <laughs> this thing this thing was decked out this, <laughs> like, this thing it, had cabinets inside it had it a was, bed like it, I, was. it wasn't just living out of your car it was like <laughs> uh, a resort out of your car yes
1: it was glamping and um lamping. what does that mean, it, I, mean I haven't so heard that before glorified camping i don't know what it actually means that's just what i've always called it as so it's Fair basically enough. where you go camping out in the wilderness but you bring your whole house with you <laughs> kind of and <laughs> you bring all of the nice amenities so you're not really out i mean you are out in the wilderness but it's kind of like nicer for you
0: so it's kind and, of a
1: shame. yeah so my dad built out the back of my car and uh, which was a Honda Element. So he took the back seats out and he built me a bed and cabinets and made it all himself. It was amazing. And I packed up everything and I drove out west and
0: here I am. So but, just for just for the viewers to know, she yeah. was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, I uh, was. So, so it was quite a drive. <laughs> this isn't when she uh, says drive out west. It's not like from Montana to Idaho or like, yeah. Like, a closer state to Idaho. But no, it was a full East Coast to West Coast move. Why Idaho? I I think that's going to be the first question you get.
1: I know. (laughs) I've actually gotten asked that a lot. Um, Just because of the job. So I got hired for a job in wilderness therapy. And I liked the company and the schedule was two weeks on, two weeks off. So I could just travel and do whatever in my off time. And then, so I mostly came to Idaho just for that and then I ended up staying because it's actually a really cool state
0: nice nice yeah like uh I mean at least excuse me for what you told me it's it's got a lot of uh travel opportunities in itself a lot of like uh landscape kind of thing
1: yeah it does and uh there's a lot of cool stuff because I live right in the Boise area and there's a ton of stuff like right around here that you can go and do and I just went to the sand dunes Um, A couple days ago, and it is the largest single-structured sand dune in North America, which is pretty cool. And so I climbed all the way up to the top and ran down and got extremely sandy everywhere.
0: Are these the uh, sand dunes that may be featured on our website?
1: I don't know.
0: The, the, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> yes, I'm the, sorry. The, the, correct, the correct answer was yes, as we were trying to market a website. <laughs> but yes, you know, yes. There, you know. It's an, it's
1: me. It's a picture of me on a sand dune.
0: So uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic we'll get to in a little bit about uh, the website, uh, because I'm right and Taylor's wrong, and she hasn't figured it out yet. But nope. we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, guess, I guess it's my turn. Um, yeah, go for it. So my name's Kevin. Um, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, born and raised in the area. Um, I went to college down by the beach for my bachelor's degree in psychology, did criminology as well. Um, let's see. And then I came back to Raleigh cause I just loved it here so much. Um, and I'm doing my master's in social work right now over at North Carolina State University. Go back. Um, let's see. Uh, I've been working in an inpatient hospital for most of my adult career. Um, I enjoy it there, which is probably like why we connect to a degree, because we have similar like interests. And I think that's probably what has kept us best friends for so long. Uh, Even like when it comes to job opportunities, Taylor and I are kind of similar in that aspect. But uh, yeah, so I've been working at the psych hospital for a while. Um, About to graduate. Taylor, I'm about to graduate next month.
1: I know. In I less, just, I remembered when you just graduated from your undergrad.
0: Less than a month. Less than a month. I I have a big boy like degree, and like I'll have to like pay bills and shit. Like, I
1: know bills suck. Trust me.
0: Ugh! But. Uh, I'm going to be a certified sex offender therapist, Um, so I work with a lot of individuals that are justice involved, Um, not necessarily just sex offenders, but uh, I work with at-risk youth and gang uh, involvement. Um, I've done a little bit of substance use work, um, stuff like that. Uh, What do I like to do for fun? Um, uh, I enjoy watching Chelsea Football Club because they are the best soccer team in the world. Uh, I, I, even though, uh, Eden Hazard's about to leave us soon. And I'm sure Chica who is a, who is a huge fan. will be able to talk to me a little bit about that later. Um, let's see. I have a dog named Bailey and she's pretty much like the love of my life. Uh, besides my fiance, but don't tell her that she'll listen to this later. So I'm going to get in trouble regardless. But, uh, Bailey's Bailey's great. I love her. We go places all the time. Uh, let's see. What else do I love to do? Um, I play video games a lot. if you're a big apex legends guy i'm I, I'm down. let's play ninja swag seventy two forty. um don't laugh at that. I made it when I was like thirteen. Um, but yeah, there's that. there's me. Um, oh God, so you
1: went way more into depth than I did.
0: Yeah, I, I like I don't I don't know what to say during things like that. Like it feels like a job interview. And like I know when we first like discussed like what is this going to look like this first episode because we wanted people to get to know us. I instantly took that as like okay, I got to convince these people that like you like me.
1: Oh, should I say more about me? I don't want. Uh, uh, I don't care to. But
0: okay, <laughs> you
1: think I should?
0: <laughs> I'm sure they'll learn more about us as as time progresses here. So probably. Um, so the concept of this podcast guys, Billy and the goat is going to be us interviewing people about things that, uh, they think they're really good at. And, uh, that doesn't mean that like, we don't think they're good at them. It's kind of cool. And like, uh, thanks Bailey, but I can't play right now. Um, it's kind of like what, what, how people perceive their own strengths. And I think kind of like interviewing them on those aspects there and, um, um, seeing how it fits into their everyday life and how it affects them. And maybe uh, other people can learn from stuff like that. Um, And that's kind of what the goal is. So uh, we're going to have everybody from um, college students like today, all the way up to uh, we've got connections working with like musicians, athletes, um, uh, people in law enforcement, stuff like that. So like, it's going to be all over the place. Um, And we really hope to make it more of like a conversationalist approach without like, formal interview questions i mean like i wrote some down and like i think taylor did too just in case like we started to like forget what we wanted to say or something but uh that's that's not the goal um so so some of the rules uh no topic is off limits um person encouraged and drinks required uh don't 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 judge us for that that's just how it's going to be today um so yeah, t- Taylor, did I miss anything? Is there anything that you want to add or
1: Nope, I think you covered it really good. Couldn't have said it better.
0: Sweet. So uh let's go ahead and you know jump into it. Uh Chica, can I can I get your 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 lovely input? Yeah, what do you what do you want me to give you like a bio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, let's hear a little bit about your background. So guys, this is Chica Naya saved in my phone as Chica Chu because of a Pokemon joke. And, uh, uh, see, the thing is, is you go, you're going to get the opportunity to embarrass us as well. So I I took the first shot while I had the opportunity. Um, so yeah, this is my friend Chica Naio, uh, Chica for short. Um, I've known him for four, four, five, six years now.
2: Um, something like, unfortunately,
0: unfortunately, (laughs) um, we met in college, uh, down by the beach in North Carolina. Um, But I I won't do too much of his background. I'll I'll let him uh, take it from there, my friend.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, um, well, currently I am a master's student in California. I go to UC Irvine. I'm studying business analytics, some fun stuff there. And I guess before that, I went to, like Kevin said, I met in college. I went to school at UNC Wilmington, studied economics there. And I spent most of, I grew up in Nigeria, which was fun, amazing yeah. slash horrible country, depending on what day of the week it is, I guess. And,
0: <laughs> I'll have to ask yeah. a little bit about that later, uh, but mm-hmm. sorry, continue. Um, I, guess, I guess that's my bio. My
2: bio is not as impressive as any of you. I didn't like, you know, go glamping in Idaho. Because I would die
0: in the <laughs> wilderness. Could you just imagine how cold it is? That's my first issue with uh, that whole okay, process.
1: But if you think about it, it's also the desert. So in the summertime, it gets over 100 degrees like every single day.
0: Mm. Like, I know this you're is so sell- You're not selling it great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not selling it. Because like, my stereotypical image of this is like, I roll up, I literally cross the line into Idaho. And it's, like, just potatoes everywhere. That's all I got is just fields and fields of mounds of potatoes.
1: Oh, no, it's so much prettier.
0: They grow in the ground, right? That's a stupid question. Yeah, they're tubers. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, Chica, you said you were from Nigeria, right? What part of Nigeria are you from? I grew up in the
2: southern part of Nigeria called Lagos. Lagos. Uh, Um, And I actually went to – my high school was in, like, i say north, like north central, which is like the capital city. And that was, uh, that was dry. <laughs> it was close to the desert. So. so pretty similar to Idaho. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But without the, the cold. But it did get cold, though. For a tropical country, it's weird. Around this time of year and like, you know, wintertime for here, it's pretty cold in the mornings.
0: Got you, got you. Uh, so you went to high school there. When did you make your way over to the United States then? Making my way downtown.
2: Um, 2013. 20, 2012 or 20, 2013 is when I came Came up here for, for undergrad. It's crazy. seems so long ago. That's whole, six whole years, Kevin. Six, six years old. We are getting old. old.
0: Do you have gray hairs yet? Hopefully not. Next Hopefully, thing you know, uh, like you're gonna like after this podcast ends, you're gonna like, I don't know, go take a shower or something. And then like you're gonna you're gonna find some gray hairs. And I just okay. want you to know. I did that to you. That's my nightmare. <laughs> ah. So Chica, you uh you came to the United States and uh, did anybody come with you? Is like is this like a family thing? Is this like nah, man. Going my parents on your own? put me in a put me in a little plane take my ass over
2: here? Shit <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 like I have family here. Obviously, like I have a lot of family in North Carolina. I have a lot of yeah. family in the East Coast. Um, my aunt lives in Raleigh. I think you've met my aunt before. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You've yeah. Met, you've met, I mean, you've met almost all my family, Kevin. So, I think I met your mom and your aunt. You've met my mom. You've met my aunt. You've met my sisters for sure.
0: Oh, I definitely met At your different sisters. times. Yeah. So yeah.
2: you know, but yeah, no, I mean, because I went to boarding school, so for high school, so I was always away from home. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of used to being away from home got you,
0: and I think like I think like one of the like first natural questions I think someone might ask um is like why North Carolina in particular
2: family was there that's really it. Gotcha. I think my mom felt most comfortable with me being like a fourteen hour flight away. She probably felt most comfortable with me being at least like within two or three hours from family, so gotcha. like kind of like narrowed my choices down to like the East Coast. I couldn't pick like Idaho. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> couldn't, Not couldn't everybody's pick. first choice. Don't feel bad.
0: <laughs> couldn't pick Idaho. I love it. I'm sure. I'm sure they have some great economic programs out there. Oh, We're just. Sh- that seems easy. to be like the the goal for today is just shit on Idaho. I think. I, think I that's, love Idaho. That has become is talking about? <laughs>
2: potatoes. Potatoes are the most magical vegetable.
0: Wait, Complex they- carb. Complex carb. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, starchy. Was- was it always your, your your plan to go into economics? Or, like, how, how did like how, how oh, did the transition oh. from, like, from Nigeria I've, making the decision to come to the United States to signing up for economics, you know? I've lived many lives, Kevin, many
2: lives. I was actually is, pre-med for my first three years. I wanted to be a doctor probably from, like, when I was five years old till, yeah. like, junior year. Junior year, like, fuck junior year probably after fall semester so like a long time and this is like something that like i happened on myself i don't know what possessed me as a five-year-old to be like i want to be a doctor and then repeated it constantly growing up until everybody in my entire family wanted me to be a doctor and then slowly die so yeah so i wanted to be a doctor for the longest time i wanted to be like maybe a, pedi- a pediatrician because you know i like working with kids they're adorable i also think it's because i'm childish and i can't like relate to them on that childish level it's another story though and so i did that and then around junior i just i was in lab genetics lab i'll never forget i was in genetics lab one day and people around me were just talking about like oh i'm gonna shadow this doctor this summer i'm gonna shadow this doctor yeah and it's not like it wasn't possible for me to like you know at short notice figure it out because some of my family members are in the medical field but mm-hmm. uh I just remember thinking, like, I have no interest in, like, following some doctor around for, I don't know, fucking 12 hours a day. And Ooh. just, like, to the crap they're talking about. Medical field is amazing, and I respect what they do, please.
0: But hey,
2: medical field is amazing, and I respect what they do. But it's definitely oh, yeah, not for yeah. me. So, you know, it's tough. I had to, like, tell my parents, you know, tell my family members. Well, many of my parents are, like, my parents and then they told like anybody else that was interested because you know, like at this time, what was junior year? Junior was like what, three, four years ago, three years, two, three years ago. Yeah. So what was I like 21, 22? Like, so this is, this has been a dream, you know, this has been like, you know, everybody, everybody that ever knew me, I guess, had known that like I was in the. You
0: were going to be the doctor. Yeah. You were going to be the doctor. There's no doctors in
2: my family. You know, they're all in like different kind of like financial services. So it was definitely like. And interesting. And I was like, but then I just, I was just like, no, on second thought, I will not do this. Well, you know, so that kind I,
0: of, like, it almost sounds like that classic, like, like stereotype of, like, did you get shunned by the family afterwards kind of thing? Oh, like, no. Oh, no. oh no. no. I mean,
2: it's different. Like, it's not like, you know, it would probably be different if I, just because I guess, like, Africans, Nigerians were more like cultural, culturally conservative, I would say. Like, if I said <laughs> I wanted to be like, I don't know, a musician. Now I'm having a tougher sell than, you. you know, I want to study economics and accounting.
0: Got you. So
1: Got did you know, like, before you told your family that you weren't going to go and be a doctor, that you wanted to go to economics? Or did that Hell kind yeah. of, like, happen later?
0: Yo, could you know, imagine I know, I know, that the surprise? Like, it <laughs> doesn't tell anyone and just like, hey, mom. Surprise. <laughs> Shit. No, no, yeah. I
2: do. Like, you know, I think anytime you're delivering bad news to someone, I think it's always good to have a plan. Like, you know, just, just don't, don't just, like, pull the rug out from other people. You always, it's always good to have, like, a, I'm not doing this, but this is what I'm going to do instead. And then it'd be, like, a viable, like, logical plan. So I knew, like, I was also taking, like, I was, I was kind of weird in, like, pre-med because, you know, at UNCW, there's no pre-med major. I don't think there's many in other schools either. So it was kind of a situation where you could kind of measure in anything. So I was just, I was taking, like, some business school classes here and there. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped me. But then when I made the, like the full switch to like econ and accounting, all my like electives ended up being organic chemistry and genetics, Ooh. like high level biology classes. Ooh. So I never got to take any fun classes like I don't know couch to five k or I don't know swimming.
0: You know what I mean? Like yeah, I never got yeah. to take I never got to take like astronomy or something. Yeah. But- yeah. Dang, dude. So like I I may have missed it, but just to just to make sure I'm I'm clarifying on that. So what was the spark that changed like doctor route to, to economy route?
2: Oh, I was always interested in economics, even in high school. Mm-hmm. But I was also interested in biology, right? So I guess I got to the point where I realized that it was really mainly the biology that I was interested in, and not so much the helping i'm gonna sound like a psychopath not so much the helping people part of medicine i was more interested in the science of it ah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know and i was i was very interested in economics and if you really think about it like if you look at like macroeconomics and looking at like the whole system like how the entire country's economy works it's kind of similar to the human body in that mm. you know everything bleeds through to somewhere else everything flows from one part to the other part and it's a whole cycle so it was kind of easy for me to like I guess Dang. switch my it's kinda of, you can kinda of switch. Obviously you have to learn new jargon, and you have to learn new rules, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of almost a similar kind of like logic. You have to understand how the entire system works and how changing one thing in one part affects the other parts, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Wow. That's like a that's a that's a good metaphor there. Yeah,
1: I've never thought about it that way. It was really interesting.
0: I, so Follow how
1: out how did you go from graduating UNCW in North Carolina to California for your master's degree? What made you want to go to California for that?
2: So a little thing, I I guess it's just, I like to take like landscape pictures when I have free time. I haven't taken a picture in a year though, just Mm because I've sold my soul to corporate America and my master's (laughs) before that. I like to take like landscape pictures whenever I could. And, you know, I think California probably has the most, other than Alaska, probably has the most national parks in the United States. Yeah,
0: that makes so,
2: sense. So don't tell my mom this. because. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, mom, I moved to California to take pictures. Pictures.
1: <laughs> Just because they have the second most national parks in the U.S.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And I've never been to the West Coast. That was part of it. So when I was applying to graduate schools, most of the schools I applied to in California, I applied to a few in North Carolina, like UNCC, NC State. And one school in Florida, and then I ended up getting a a scholarship or a partial scholarship here, so oh, that nice. kind of made the choice easier.
0: Yeah, I bet. see, but then then again, like I'm thinking about your mom, and when you said that, like she was much more like reasonable about a 14 hour flight than like what California's got to be like 20 hours. It's got. Oh, no, but I mean,
2: be a yeah. Flight. But I mean, at this point, like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm 23, 24. Like I'm 23, so like I'm grown. Yeah. Which is, I mean, at this point, like she didn't care. But I think she cared because I was like 17, 18 first time, sense. like ever. Now, like, I think she's just like used to it. She, she was still kind of like, Oh, well, you're going to be so far. Like I could tell she was a little like, Oh, I'm going to miss you. But like, sure. She got over it.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I guess we can kind of transition into, uh, what, what we brought you in for today. So, uh, kind of the premise of this show is we kind of ask people beforehand. Cause we don't want to like get repeats, you know, and like have people talking about the same thing. And maybe that's something we'll do in the future is like, have repeats but for now uh we we kind of screen beforehand and kind of ask people like so what do you think your strength is what do you think you're good at what's a skill that you're good at and uh chica i'll let you start with that um that's kind of the the question i propose to you what's your strength what's something that you're really good at
2: yes when when kevin actually asked me this question i was having a lot of problems figuring out because like i told him i'm terrible at self-reflection terrible especially when it comes to like I don't know. Cameron will tell you I'm a narcissist, but I also feel like <laughs> I cannot see. I find it difficult to give myself compliments. Really? Um, not sarcastically.
0: No, if not it makes you
2: a joking you, way.
0: If <coughs> if it makes you feel better, you are like that. That is the prime reason that like, Taylor and I were thinking about instead of like just debating like what what things piss us off. Like the reason, like we pointed out, like. Let's see if people can name their own strengths because that's a difficult tool, man. Like that stuff like I teach people in therapy, like I had to go to school for that kind of thing. So it's not it's not like a, it's not a normal tool to have sometimes. Like so like so commonplace, like you can just snap your fingers and like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at this. Like Don't get me wrong. Some people can. Don't get me wrong. But uh, that's, it can be a difficult thing to do. Um, and I,
1: yeah, I I had the same issue coming up with my bio on our website. Um, <laughs> so I listed like eight different things that I was good at, cause I couldn't pick just one. It's too hard. Um, and but I don't feel like I'm like amazing at any of them. It's just kind of like, well, I'm kind of good at this. I'm kind of good at that. Like, d- but do I tell somebody that? I don't know if they would count it. So it is difficult.
0: See, but why is it difficult for people to say? what their strength is even if they can identify it why is it difficult to say it
1: maybe you don't want to boast yeah
0: chica what you think
2: yeah i think that is i think you know everybody's kind of like a little self-conscious about sounding too overconfident slash cocky i think that's part of it but even even at that like you know i guess like a little self-doubt creeps in like you're like all right i think i'm good at this but am i really at it? like It's happened so many times like where I think I'm really good at something and then like A, you either meet someone that's absolutely remarkable at that thing. Mm -hmm. Or you know, you have like a test or you have some kind of like benchmark of that skill and then you're just like you do way worse than you do. So like you can't really trust yourself, you know. We're definitely not as human beings partial or unbiased judges of ourselves.
0: For sure. For sure. Man, so many good points. I love it. But I'm gonna redirect you back to mm-hmm. Chica. What's your strength? All right. What is my strength? I, so I, ch- I did. I'm sorry. I'm gonna interrupt you one more time. Mm. I want to preface this to all the viewers that he cheated and he asked other people what his strengths were and then filtered through which one he thought most applied. is yes, Kevin. I'm and studying I'm like, data. I'm not- studying data analytics.
2: <laughs> I had to do it the data with <laughs> i rules. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. I was I was actually about to say that. I was about to say I cheated. So I asked a few friends of mine and um, they gave me a bunch and then I asked them to filter it down to one and then I picked the one that made more sense or I feel like I could talk about more than anyone. Okay. Um so they said and I would agree that I think I'm at least better than average when it comes to presenting in front of a group of people or presenting any points like presentation skills.
0: Gotcha. Like, uh, like public speaking.
2: Yeah, exactly. Public speaking.
0: Gotcha. When did you discover that you thought that like you were pretty good at this? Well, don't say today. Like, don't 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 say today because you asked <laughs> yesterday. <I'm>
2: <laughs> oh, oh. Let me think. When when did I when did I discover I was good at public speaking?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh man, I can't remember when. I guess the first time I started making an effort, and when I was a kid i there was like in elementary school we had this um this cultural cultural day they, they they called it i think or cultural day in my elementary school they were always doing some bougie shit but they um had so every kid had to like dress like people from a certain country which okay. would be absolute cultural appropriation in today people <laughs> would lose their shit but back then it was cool you know so they were just like and I'll never forget. I ended up being like Egypt. So I had to like dress up like an Egyptian. I can't even remember what the hell I wore,
0: but it was probably not. Please tell close me the to- pictures. Hell no. Did your mom ta- Like, did your mom take pictures or whoever I take pictures? Because I, I really got to see this now.
2: I hope not. What she did it's probably like in one of her digital cameras. I don't know. So I did that, and um, I remember I was I was nervous as hell. Like, I was legit. Like when it came my turn to speak, I was shaking. And I remember and- after my mom. Came off. Go on. And how how old were you? Oh, man. Probably like eight or nine.
0: Oh, dang. Yeah. That's young.
2: I was shaking. Like, I'll never forget. Like, I was standing on that stage looking at the sea of parents, you know, cameras out, lights flashing, and I was shaking. Like, I finished what I had to say it. I didn't freeze, but I was, like, legit. Like, my hands were shaking. And afterwards, my mom was just like, are you nervous? I didn't know you were nervous doing public speaking. And then I guess just because I was just like, I'm not nervous. And she was like, yeah, man. You are nervous. Your hands were
0: shaking. Wow.
2: So, I don't know. After that, I just, like, somehow I just worked on it without even thinking about working on it. And then it got to the point where at college, I'm pretty much, without sounding conceited, I think I could pretty much, if, if, it, it's even, like, easier if I know, like, if it's a class setting or I know one or two people in the crowd. Then, in fact, some people say I might be even too casual, like I'm too comfortable because we actually had a... Um, a presentation as public speaking coach come to our my program at the start of the quarter Uh and everybody had to go stage present and then his he goes giving everybody tips and his tip for me was maybe a little less casual on stage (laughs) just like okay (laughs) so yeah i just got somehow i just got to the point where i don't know what about it because if it's a big like serious event i do get like nervous Mm
1: -hmm. but
2: then i ask people right afterwards, and they're like, nah, man, you didn't seem nervous at all. Even if I am a little, like, nervous, but somehow, I don't know, maybe I'm just dead on my face, and people can't see my emotions.
0: (laughs) You have a good poker face, they say. Exactly. Yeah, love it.
1: Is there some things that, like, you'd prefer presenting on over others that you would think that, like, you're better at giving a presentation on, if that makes sense?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll say anything I'm passionate about, right? Like, if I, was, if I had to oh, give yeah. a speech on, um, let me think, I don't know, tr- transistors and computer chips, that, I would, that would be absolutely boring. I, I could do it. I would talk about it. But I definitely wouldn't be able to engage the crowd, I don't think, as well as I would if I was talking about something I was genuinely interested in. That definitely helps. Being able to relate things to, like, your own personal passions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it's just, it's, it's, anytime you talk to anyone that's passionate about something, It's almost like their story becomes like 10 times more interesting. Even if you absolutely hate what they're talking about. As long as someone that's passionate about it, it it just changes your conversation.
0: Oh, definitely, man. You see see the passion in their voice and then like, you're like, okay, maybe I need to listen. Like, even if it's like just out of respect or like, okay, I at least need to be curious about this. Like, this person has put enough work and passion into it to at least like give me the impression that I need to know this information. Exactly. So it kind of, like, brings me to this thought I was having that, like, what traits, uh, like, one of the questions I wrote down was, like, what traits does one need to be a good public speaker? And it kind of sounds like you hit on one, like, maybe being passionate about what you're talking about. Are there other traits, per se, that you think, like, a good public speaker should have?
2: Yeah, I think, like, another good one is, is, um, you know, it's always good to be prepared. Because I know comparing my presentations when i give like i write a speech beforehand to when i just like do it off the cuff which happens more than it should <laughs> the the difference of quality is is like immense you know so it's always good to it's always good to prepare like you know write your speech down track your speech with like each like slide or each you know page that you're presenting on
0: mm. that's
2: always it's always super helpful so then you can like figure out like you know how to like because when you have this this structure, you can now like flesh it out. You can put jokes here and there. You can put things that are interesting or interesting ways. So like, oh, at this point, I'm going to ask a question to the crowd, so that you know they can remain invested in this conversation we're having. Um
0: Other
2: than that, I think you just you just have to be. You can't care too much. You hmm. really you really can't care too much because worst case scenario, unless this is like. You've been working in a field for fifteen years and this is the fight. and if you don't if you don't nail this presentation, they're gonna send you back to the mail room. Oh I think the consequences of blowing blowing like a, a presentation, there's always gonna be another one, you know, there's always gonna be another chance. I think sometimes people get get a little locked down and like they think they think like everything's so final like if i don't Mm -hmm. accomplish this thing today if i don't nail this thing today like it's going to be the end of my life just remembering that like you know life goes on like some people might not even remember this you know like it's always going to seem worse to you than it seems to the crowd so don't you know don't sweat the small stuff be like just be confident and like do your best and it will show through
0: Ah, so so much encouragement man like I feel like I can get up on a stage and and just take take a hold. I must say that's one of my favorite things too is public speaking because like, and maybe you can attest to this is like you're the you're the, the assumed expert in the room. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're the person who's nothing. supposed to be <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, and like even if you know nothing, if you bullshit <laughs> it good enough, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. If it like purely having public speaking skills rather than knowledge on the subject sometimes can get you through it. For can sure, get, can get you through the presentation and i find uh, that
1: wild i'm sure see i am not the public speaker at all i i do not enjoy it why uh ah, i get i get too nervous and i'm also like a very soft spoken person so then i am like constantly worrying if the people who are farther away can hear me and then if i i tend to stutter sometimes if my mind starts going faster than my mouth can handle and so it just sounds like a huge cluster of words coming out of my mouth at one time. It's so embarrassing. So I tend to shy away from it as much as possible.
0: <laughs> Chica, what would you say to, to the person who's having fears such as Taylor is?
2: I think you just have to get out of your own head. Because your head, in, in high-pressure situations, your head is, is sometimes the worst, the worst thing that you can listen to sometimes you just have to like go by like, you know just go by your gut just
0: do it go with the just, flow just jump
2: out like you know just like it's like have you guys ever seen that um that video where will smith is talking about the first time he went skydiving oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have. That's, like, one of my favorite and i don't typically like inspirational in quotation inspirational videos like that but yeah. I, I think that it spoke a lot it's very applicable to like a lot of aspects in life right you're at this point where you're about to jump out the plane, and you're you're thinking about all these things in your mind, and then you just jump, and then like it's it's very dangerous, like because you know your your perception of fear is relative.
0: Oh yeah, and
2: you're just it's it's dangerous, and it could be from as scary as jumping out of a plane to just like talking in front of people or like not trying to mess up. And at that point, like once you just do it, you just realize that you know I've done it, and I'm still alive. Nothing's gonna happen to me. So just like get out of your head. And if you're thinking about, like, I don't know, like, a little more technical, if you're thinking about, like, if people can't hear you in the back, just always ask, like, can you guys hear me in the back? And if they can once, just be like, eh. You know?
0: So, yeah, Taylor. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just get
0: out of your head. Just get out of your head. Go with the flow.
1: I'm going to go and make a bunch of Smoke hella
0: weed beforehand. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And just go with the flow. Don't do that. I (laughs) I I cannot condone that. Uh, unless maybe you're in a state where it's legal in that case, go for it, but otherwise, don't do it. Don't do it,
1: it's not legal in Idaho,
0: (laughs) not legal in North Carolina, California, yes, gotcha. Uh, Chica, so like public speaking wise, uh, wait, I I,
1: hold on, I actually have a question piggybacking off of something that you said. Go for Um, it. So (laughs) it's kind of like a wide piggyback. We're just going to go with it because I'm kind of curious now. You said, Chica, that you didn't like like, the inspirational videos, but you really liked Will Smith's because the message that he said was really powerful and very applicable. So is there anybody in the public speaking world or just somebody that you've seen a speech or presentation from that has really inspired you in the past? Good
0: point. That is a
2: good question.
0: It's me. He, he, watches, he watches my YouTube videos, and he's just like, wow, that Kevin Smith, man, he just makes my heart tingle in all the right places.
1: Kevin, do you actually have YouTube videos, or is this just <laughs> no, I <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I don't have YouTube
0: videos. No, I don't have YouTube. Maybe I will, though. Maybe I will now. Who knows? I mean,
2: you know, I don't want to, like, sound cliche, but there's obviously, like, you know, Steve Jobs. Because every time that dude released, like, a new device, he had to go up on that stage. And present to the literally the whole world saying this, and with the confidence that he actually believed in it, you know.
0: See, that's not cliche. That man's successful. Yeah, that is know, a I successful that's man.
1: Cliche at all?
0: Shit, that man makes more money than I'll ever even imagine of. I think he's doing a damn. I think you picked the right person to follow <laughs> by. Uh,
1: so, question another one. Sorry, I just thought of. Would you say that? Cause I'm, I don't know how to formulate the question, but something that kind of like keeps going in my mind is like charismatic speakers Mm -hmm. and how sometimes like people who aren't charismatic or confident or something like their presentations can sometimes be overlooked because they don't go up there with that kind of force. But yet what the, what they actually present on is really interesting and like they're super knowledgeable on the topic. It's just how they deliver it. Like what, what. What could you kind of touch on there?
2: Oh, that's actually a really good, good, good point, because I think like at the start of the year, we had this so one of my courses, the professor is actually in the field, like he actually had a whole company, and he mm-hmm. was just teaching because he was a really great guy. And every year they host this um, kind of like a prediction night around the Super Bowl time, so people from our class would try and predict the Super Bowl's winners. Mm -hmm. And then they would have people from, like, people in the industry just come and sit down for this event. So I ended up presenting for my team. We were trying to predict we had our prediction and other other people in my program as well. And then the, the company themselves had their own prediction.
0: Oh, that's cool. And,
2: but the thing is, what we're doing is, you know, fairly technical stuff, like, and it was very important for me to, like, kind of gauge the crowd. You know, like a uh, CEO or CFO or Joe Blow on the street, they're not gonna care about a random forest model. They're not gonna care about linear regression. You know, they're not gonna care about p-values or your accuracy metrics or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. All they're caring about is the story, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone that is having that that trouble, if you're you have very interesting, and I've seen this a lot. People have such interesting content because, like, even during that presentation of mine, there was just one kid, super smart kid, and he is probably the smartest person in our whole program and the way he had broken down his thing was so fascinating but you could tell people he was kind of losing people he was kind of getting bogged down with technical details of it and like mm-hmm. people people a lot of people don't care how the iphone works they just want to know it takes good pictures you know yeah, they don't they, okay. don't they don't care about the lens they don't care about the aperture number on the lens they don't care about how much light you're letting in oh they really care like if you ask if you ask I don't know, Kendall Jenner, Kelly Jenner, who use these phones, like, you know, or anyone, any Instagram, anyone that uses these phones for like a huge source of their livelihood. They're not going to tell you what the aperture on the iPhone XR is. They're not going to care. You know they I won't mean? know. Yeah, they won't know. And it's not interesting because they don't need to know. They don't. Wh- wh- who's, what's that going to help? Everybody, people only really care about the end product. And some people care about the story. A lot of people also care about the story and the end product, but they don't. You don't need to get bogged down on the details. You sh- you should tell interesting details, and you should never sell yourself short, right? Like I'm not saying present and then um have it being so bare bones that people kind of like doubt your your expertise or your knowledge on the subject matter. But definitely give them enough where if somebody wants to know more, they can come meet you later. Gotcha. But not so much that you lose. The which will most times be majority of your crowd, the people who are just there because you know, like, this could be interesting, you know, let me try something new, and then they're scared away because they're like, I have never heard of any of those words they were talking about, and I never want to hear about any of those anymore.
0: <laughs> so it's almost like uh, uh, finding that balance in between mm-hmm. what material you need to show as well as like reading the audience to a degree, for sure, for sure. It's all that uh, that even goes into like perceptual skills rather than even like uh verbal speech uh and stuff like that um you almost have to have some again perceptual abilities to Absolutely. to read into a crowd oh and
2: another speaker that I was going to say and I totally forgot because he slipped my mind is probably Barack Obama I think he is one of the best speakers I've ever seen
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: because I have never met at least for me I've never met anyone that could so easily rile up emotions, Mm -hmm. but not angry, not anger or anything, just like empathy or like a feeling of like a promise or hope, or just like feel so connected to what he was saying. Like after, like you remember after the shooting, I can't remember what shooting, I think the one in South Carolina, the church shooting.
1: Yeah. And then during
2: his speech, he like breaks out and starts singing amazing grace.
0: I oh mean, man. come on! Oh, come Lord. On. oh man, mean, he almost had me. In tears. Man. That's check me. That's checkmate right there. <laughs> what? Well, you you bring up a really good point too. So like, it's it's the one the the tone and the message and the morality of this situation in which uh, and without getting too political, uh, we'll use Barack Obama for the example, um, where it's a, a very positive uh, message he's trying to receive. Can you still be good at public speaking and present on a topic that's Anger inciting, hate filled, um, something along those lines. Oh my man! Like
2: just because I'm I'm kind of interested in like the entertainment industry, you know, mm-hmm. as far as data science, data analytics goes. Mm-hmm. And one thing you always hear, and this not just people like from the data side, like I am, but people just from content creators. Content is king. If your content is good, people are going to watch it. It it doesn't matter what the content is. It, it's addictive. You know, it's it. As Mm. long as it creates some kind of chemical reaction within people that triggers something in their brain, I don't think it matters what the initial input was. Do you know what I mean? It's as when it boils down to, it gets that reaction. I don't know what the the, I guess the psycho psychology terms would be. I don't know if that's the right word or psychiatric terms would be of the chemicals. You would probably be better at than I would be. But I think as long as you're, you're you're bringing that emotion out of people. And some it it sucks that it works that way, and in fact, I think it even it's even it might even be a little easier on the negative side, because Hmm. what do you mean? I I think when just from I think when okay, I'll give you an example, and if you like, you guys are on social media, right? I I don't know if you are Taylor. Of course, you guys are on like Instagram and like you know, there's Twitter, there's Facebook. So we have celebrities, right? We have Mm -hmm. like, for example, we have someone like. um, Kim Kardashian, for example, or, or well, okay. Kim Kardashian is pretty good at what I'm about to say. She's pretty good at ignoring it. But let's say, just for example, like, I say Kylie Jenner or any up-and-coming musician, they would have, like, let's say they have 50,000 comments on their, on their post, right? Mm-hmm. 49,000 would be positive messages of love, of care, of I love you, your music is great. But then 1,000 would be you suck, you're trash, and almost always they respond to the negative ones and don't respond to the positive ones.
0: And you bring up a good point. And let me, let me rephrase the question a little bit just to see if I can kind of get some clarification on it. So let's say uh, let's make it even more dramatic here. So uh, you have someone who runs a hate speech organization up on stage and he's presenting to his crowd, his base. Can that person still have public speaking skills?
2: Oh yeah, Absolutely. No no way, no ifs and the buts about it. As long as he's successfully communicating his message and he's getting a, his, his desired reaction from his crowd, his mission is accomplished, right?
0: Gotcha. At the end of the day, gotcha.
2: the, the, the purpose of public speaking is to get your point across the crowd and have them believe you. So as long as they are listening to him and they believe him and they're responding in the way he wants, mission accomplished.
0: Man. Hitting on some great things. Taylor, do you have any uh, questions before we kind of wrap things up?
1: I think that um, I've pretty much asked everything that I wanted to ask. And, yeah, we've definitely hit on a lot of really good topics. And, Chico, you brought up some really interesting points that I've never thought about before. So I learned something Thank Thank
0: from this. Well, Chica, I must say I do uh, appreciate your time as always. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is not a problem, I really man. It. Yeah, feel I free to my, uh, come back my, sometime.
2: I popped my podcast cherry on Billy and the Goat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Billy and the Goat. You know, okay. So Chica, uh, this is actually something. Uh, Taylor, I'm sorry, I'm making this up on the fly. We're looking for. You know how podcasts typically have that catchphrase at the end, right? They always come up with a catchphrase.
1: <laughs> Are we looking for a catchphrase?
0: Now? Day one, uh, I, I I'm just following Chica's rules of preparing. <laughs> Uh, so you hush your mouth right now and don't pick on me about this. We're doing this. We're okay. doing this. I need. I, I need a catchphrase, Chica, from public speaking expert number one. Oh,
2: what a title is, and a half?
0: Oh yeah, it's a title and a half. All right. What should what what should we consider to be our catchphrase? I think both of you should bleat like a goat. Okay, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a shot. It's, in fact, I am going to stay away from that one for sure.
2: <laughs> I think I you guys, you I don't of... Yeah. Go on, Taylor. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I think you guys should, uh, you guys should do something goat related. I don't know any goat related jokes or memes, but it'd be funny.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind as we, uh, progress through these next couple of episodes here. Yeah. But, uh, Chica, I will let you go, man. I appreciate your time. And, uh, Coming out to speak with us here. Cheers. I'll see you later. All right, ciao.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. And as uh, he's hanging up there, guys, uh, just kind of want to let you guys know about uh, how this is going to work from here on out. So that's kind of us there, just kind of interviewing people, going with the flow. And uh, as we learned today, going with the flow is quite important there. Uh, Glad Chico was uh, nice enough to come out on the show today and kind of talk about some uh, some of his strengths, and uh, especially during a time in which self-reflection can be difficult. Um, so for next time, Taylor, you want to tell them all about our social media platforms?
1: Sure. So we have a Facebook page. Yeah, we it do. It is Facebook.com slash Billy and the Goat, another Ooh. slash, or if you just look up Billy and the Goat, and that's an and signed Instead of the word and, I think either one could probably get you there. And then I
0: think it's spelled out. I think it's spelled out on Facebook.
1: Okay. Cause on it it's or like in the title slash name it's an and symbol. So I guess you could probably get either one. And then on Twitter it is at Billy the Goat underscore one.
0: Because somebody apparently already took Billy the Goat I on Twitter.
1: I can't imagine. I guess it's some guy named Billy who thinks that he's the greatest of all time. Sorry, huh. Billy, you're not. Poor fella. But,
0: Billy, wherever um, you are, you suck. Okay? Yeah. Take it, um. take it like a champ.
1: <laughs> and then we are currently having a website debate. Yes, we are. So Kevin and I both made a website on two different platforms. And so we need... You guys, to help us pick which one is the clear winner, aka me. I need um, you
0: to make me a champion, friends. <laughs>
1: and so, if you and we'll we'll be posting this on both Facebook and Twitter, and we'll probably have an Instagram account eventually. That is in the making. Yeah, we'll get and, there. And yeah, and so if you could just let us know, we'll post both links, and then um, they'll both be anonymous. So you won't know whose website is who to deter some cheating but uh and then just let us know which one you guys like to help us pick it
0: yeah i'm thinking like maybe like a google form or something or like a actually twitter has its own version of like polls i don't know for sure facebook does by now yeah probably. Right? i
1: don't know we'll see we can we'll probably go with that
0: and of course guys if you have any people uh maybe you want to be interviewed next or you know someone that needs to be interviewed or you just want to tell us how cool we are feel free to email at us uh Billy and the goat one at gmail.com. Again, Billy and the goat was taken by that same dude who took the Twitter handle again, Billy, you suck. So, uh, that could be our catchphrase. Billy, you suck. Yep. Hey, Billy, (laughs) you suck.
1: (laughs) And for the, for the email address, it is Billy and spelled out the goat, And and it's all, yeah, all lowercase. So, I actually Sounds don't like know if it would really matter if it would be uppercase, but yeah. Anyways, go ahead.
0: Sounds like a plan, man. Um, Taylor, I appreciate you uh, uh, joining this journey. Uh, one of the many crazy things we'll we'll do on this. <laughs> Maybe we should also start each show with a, a crazy story about us. Maybe we'll oh, play gosh. around with that idea.
1: Okay. I think we have enough. We probably do.
0: <laughs> At least to get through a couple of episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll then dedicate, I'm sure we'll have another idea.
0: We'll dedicate an episode to ourselves. Let's just be selfish.
1: Okay, and just interview ourselves.
0: Yeah. So, Kevin, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine, Kevin. Thanks for asking. <laughs> All right, Kevin, <laughs> okay, I am going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Okie okay, dokie, have a good one. <laughs> okay, Bye. Bye.